Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. Last week, I watched this tall, bearded man walk across a podium who had the same name as my baby boy. And I, and I marveled, how did that happen? And on Monday, my youngest, Rose, and her friend Alex, who happens to be here, will graduate from high school, rendering me and Jacob empty nesters. I know many of you have been through this before, but as it's happening to me, I'm still taken a little aback by how surprised I am by these emotions. Lots of joy and awe mixed with nostalgia and some loss. And it's not just graduation season, it seems to also be wedding season. Um, You saw an ufruf, I also had an ufruf before services, and this Sunday will be my fifth wedding in two months. And milestone events like these have a way of not only drawing up a lot of emotions, but playing with our sense of time. There is a principle expressed in the Talmud, Ein mukdam umeuchar batorah. Literally, there is no early or late in the Torah. Meaning, there's not a chronology that you can follow in a linear way in the Torah. Sometimes things are written, but they happened earlier or vice versa. The Talmud uses this concept to explain fanciful midrashic stories like the one where Moses gets to travel to the first century to sit in the Beit Midrash of Rabbi Akiva. All of this is possible when there's no chronology. This idea, however, challenges our very linear way of thinking about time. But I've come to appreciate that there are many moments, especially these kinds of milestone moments, where time feels much more fluid. I thought of this when I sat in my daughter's final a cappella concert recently. I was fully in the moment, tearing up the whole time, but then they brought out this little elementary school choir, the Heschel Half Notes. Rose first began singing. Her first concert was with those half notes when she was seven. And back then, the high schoolers seemed impossibly old. I blinked and Rose became one of them. And when Rose closed out the concert singing, Fix You, there wasn't a senior parent who wasn't crying because we all know what's coming. Our children will soon be out of the house doing what they are meant to do, which is no longer needing us. Moments like this have a way of collapsing time so that you can feel the vividness of the present, the immediacy of the past, just as you see the future. There is no early or late. It is all of it, all at once. This was all very top of mind as I read a beautiful interpretation 
of the most famous lines from this week's Torah portion, Parshat Naso contains Birkat Kawanim, known as the Priestly Benediction, a blessing that you've seen we offer regularly at these milestones, just like the Ufraf I just officiated. It is also the traditional blessing that parents offer their children every Shabbat. The 16th century rabbi of Prague, Rabbi Shlomo Ephraim ben Acharon of Lunches, also known by his less cumbersome nickname, the Kliyakar, after his most famous commentary of the Torah, he writes a beautiful interpretation of the threefold benediction, seeing each line as representing three different stages of life. And he uses the language of daughter, sister, mother. I invite you to use language that resonates for you. Maybe it's son, fa brother, father, or perhaps it's student, peer, teacher. So let me expand a little on the way he breaks down the three lines of this blessing and expand on his commentary. Yivorechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha. May God bless you and keep you. Yishmerecha, literally coming from shomer, to guard or protect you. So the first line reminds us that we all start out as children. We are someone's daughter or son. We are all children of God. And in this first stage, we need protection from a parent, a teacher, a loved one. A child cannot walk through the world without help. Guardrails, security, shelter. So this is the first blessing for our inner child who needs safety and protection. Ya'er Adonai panav elecha vihuneka. May God look upon you and be gracious to you. Elecha. We translate that as may God look upon you, but in Hebrew it literally means to you. Not looking down upon, but elecha, which is an eye-level way of seeing one another, as equals, as peers. This is the blessing of a sister to a sister, a friend to a friend. Now, as a parent, or as a teacher, or as a mentor, it's the moment when you realize that the person that you've been caring for, and teaching, and protecting, now stands across from you as a fully developed human being who may be of you, may be shaped by you, but is wholly their own person. And here, we offer the blessing of seeing them in their own individuality, their own authenticity, as an equal. Yisa Adonai panave lecha v'yasem lecha shalom. May God lift up God's face to you and give you peace. Yisa. Here the directionality is very clear. God is looking up at us, lifting up God's face to us. It might be how a parent would look up to an adult child, someone they are now admiring as this person who does miraculous things. Or it might be like a teacher looking at her student who has surpassed her in wonderful ways there becomes a natural shifting of roles where the child, the student, now cares for the elder. But the elder still has the wisdom to give them the blessing of peace, 
a peace which can only be acquired with the experience and the depth of their lives. So tonight, when I go home to my Shabbat table, I will offer this priestly benediction to my daughter, as I have every week of her life. And seated around my table will be my parents, who are also here, who have come in for the special occasion. So I will be simultaneously daughter, sister, mother, and the roles have all shifted around with time. I know that when I bless Rose through my tears tonight, it will be she who will be comforting me, and I will be the one fretting over parenting my parents as we navigate the city to get home. But perhaps the wisdom of this Birkat Kohanim is that we can hold the past, the present, and the future together all at once. We can hold together the blessings of protection and authenticity and peace for all of our loved ones at whatever stage we are at and even as they shift and change. And we can appreciate that these moments of blessing are when we touch the eternal nature of time. Not early, not late, but forever. And know all of your ways and wisdom. Whoa, you keep me safe. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Shalom,